Josh Appel is with us, national broadcaster for Sports USA. He also does a lot of NFL games for Sports USA. Um, the holding penalty at the end of the Super Bowl. Crowder and I talked about this extensively yesterday, as did everybody. The the holding penalty by James Bradbury. Were you outraged by that? Did you think it should have been called? I've gone back and forth on this. I think just, you know, in general, everybody hates to see the Super Bowl decided on a seemingly innocuous tug of the jersey. But also, he tugged his jersey. And if he doesn't do that, maybe they score a touchdown on that play anyways. So, I mean, that's why you call it. And I I know that everybody says, oh, in that spot, you can't call it. But, I mean, you can if it's a penalty. And... You know, when James Bradbury comes out and says afterwards, yeah, I held his jersey, I was just hoping to let it slide, that's kind of the argument, Ender, is it not? Well, I, I this is what Crowder and I were saying yesterday. He can acknowledge that it was, by the rules, a penalty. But, as Crowder said yesterday, you know when you're playing in the NFL, after the first quarter, your coordinator, head coach, line coach – will say to you, hey, they're calling it loose today. You know, feel free. Or they're calling it real tight today. So watch what you're doing. So Crowder's point was, okay, by the book, technically that might be a penalty, but they've told you through three and a half quarters that they're not calling much. And so to call it in that spot, yeah, okay, it's a penalty, but should it have been called? That's more of the, like, it. you know, it's a tight strike zone for eight innings, and then all of a sudden a loose strike zone in the ninth. It, it, that's that's the best point I've heard in discussing this topic because James Bradbury got away with a pretty clear pass interference penalty that wasn't called in the first half on a pass on third down over the middle. I believe it was Juju Smith-Schuster, again, who was the receiver on that play where he kind of pinned his arm back so he couldn't reach for the ball. And they didn't call it there. So that would be my main objection to it. But again, like at the end of the day, there's a pretty clear jersey tug there. I don't know. It's a tough spot for the official too because did that play did that jersey tug right at the line of scrimmage prevent the receiver from getting another extra step or two that he would have run into that pass and, and scored the touchdown? That's the predicament you're in, and you don't want to reward a defense a defender for you know committing a foul like that. It's I, I hate that it, you know I'm sure you guys obviously broke down vigorously everything else that happened in the game but it, it's kind of unfortunate that after one of the best Super Bowls of my recent memory that I can remember um, that we're talking about ah, it was a ticky-tacky ah, should they have called that instead of you know what an incredible game it was no it was a good game it just it kind of robbed us that call robbed us and Jalen Hurts of the opportunity you know with a minute or so to go yeah it was uh, deflating yeah yeah it was just kind of a bummer for it to end that way and again it just hadn't been called that way the entire game. So that was the the confounding part of it to me. Well, I, 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 at first, when it first happened, I didn't see the initial tug of the jersey at the line of scrimmage. They were only showing right. out of his break when he was going upfield, and he kind of had his hands around his waist. And I was like, yeah, if that's the call, you can't call that. But once I saw the angle of the jersey tug, I kind of softened on that and backed up a little bit because that's textbook holding. The only thing I go back to is, would anyone have been outraged if it wasn't called? And I don't think so, because he didn't turn him. Like, he did grab the jersey, but he didn't turn him. Um, 
So I don't know. I don't Maybe know. Chiefs fans will probably be outraged. Well, I don't think so because I think they would have kicked a field goal and I think they would have had the lead and it would have been okay. Jalen Hurts, can you beat us? Like I, I don't think that that play would have jumped out at anyone as oh my goodness, how do you miss that uh, hold or pass interference? You know, uh, I, I I just don't think so. Regardless. Uh, it happened. What what does the uh, what does the Chiefs win do for the legacies of Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid? Have they cemented themselves as greats? <laughs> of course they have. of course they have. Uh, you know, Andy Reid, uh, two Super Bowls in Kansas City after a great run in Philadelphia. It was really cool how that storyline came together. He's one of the top five coaches to ever do it, in my opinion. Just calling an offense, scheming up an offense, one of the best ever. Uh, Mahomes, <laughs> I mean, it's crazy that <laughs> we were talking out here like a month ago. Eh, I think Burrow's in the conversation. Eh, I'm not certain he is anymore. <laughs> like, uh, there's Patrick <laughs> Mahomes, and then there's everybody else. The the fact that he was able to do what he did uh, on Sunday on that bum ankle that we saw really affect him at the end of the first half. Did it look like he had an ankle injury on that run that set no. up that field goal at the no. end? No, it was amazing. But it was insane. It was insane how well he played. He was perfect in the second half except for one throwaway, I think it was. Him and him and Kelsey, as we've discussed before, have this almost like telepathic connection to each other where they just know where each other's at all the time. I mean, there are a couple of throws where Mahomes is falling to the ground and hitting Travis Kelsey over the middle as he's falling to the ground, somehow running around wide open. It's I mean, yeah, I mean, Mahomes is already up there for me, and he might, when it's all said and done, he might be considered the best of all time, right as the best of all time retires. Wow. Um, were there any Super Bowl commercials that you find to be memorable? Now it's Tuesday. It's a, a day past it. Uh, anything that you're still thinking about today, good or bad? You know, it was funny. I, it's, I actually forget the uh, brand it was. But somebody I was watching with turned to me and was like, I've never heard of this company. This commercial was terrible. It was really slow. I didn't understand it. And I'm like, yeah, but the commercial was two breaks ago, and you're still talking to me about it now. So clearly the advertising worked. Um, I know you're a big Will Ferrell guy. I love the Will Ferrell commercial. I, that, this is, um, I, I brought this up yesterday. I do like Will Ferrell. Everyone thinks because I hate D'Angelo Vickers that I don't like Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell had his best days. They're behind him because they were during Saturday Night Live. But I'm not I'm not an anti-Will Ferrell guy, but that commercial was great. I, I'm not so certain, though, because you say you love Will Ferrell on SNL, but all of Will Ferrell's best movies you hate. All of them. Well, because his funniest work was on SNL. Mm, mm, I, don't, I don't think so. I mean, I hate Step Brothers, so I hate uh, – yeah. Holmes and Watson. I mean, (laughs) listen, I could go on and on. I mean, oh, did you ever see that piece of garbage downhill with Julia Louis Dreyfus? Oh, my God. No, I heard that was terrible. Oh, I mean, one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. So, Will Ferrell's done way more stinkers than good stuff. That commercial happened to be great, though. Mm. Do you remember what it was for? Yeah, was it for Netflix? It was actually for an electric vehicle. They did a whole bunch oh, of Chevy. Net- it was Chevy. It was Chevy electric vehicles, and he was driving yeah. through all the different Netflix yeah. series. Yeah, yeah, it was very, very, uh, very clever, very creative. Uh, for me, do you have any that stick out with uh, with you, Solana? Where you're like still thinking about him on Tuesday? Well, I love the Jimmy Butler commercial 
uh, and and the Caddyshack tie-in. That was funny to me because I texted you, right. Jimmy Butler and Caddyshack. That's my wheelhouse. I didn't see it live when you texted me. I looked it up. And it was great. You know how I feel about Caddyshack. I know. I think it's you know I I don't think it's that funny. I don't think it held up uh, to this era. But that commercial was really good, and uh, and and I really liked the Wolf Ferrell commercial as well. The one that stood out to me, though, was this movie that they're making. I think Will Ferrell's in it, where it's like talking animals, couple dogs. Do you guys remember that commercial? That I think it's coming out on Netflix. Uh, I didn't see that. And I just thought to myself, that's going to be the worst movie ever made. And it must have taken them six years to make it to get animals to sit down and like animatronically move their mouths. I can't believe a bad movie coming out with Will Ferrell. This is shocking uh, news. Uh, let, let me tell you something. During, during the, the holiday season... Will Ferrell had a movie on Apple TV with Ryan Reynolds, and it was one of my airplane movies traveling back from one of my games. And I'll tell you what, very enjoyable. Nah, you can't very judge air, can't judge airplane movies because you're you're, you're a captive audience. It's not like I mean, you're literally mm-hmm. just locked not into certain, the movie. That's correct. No, I'm a hundred percent certain. It's a good call. That it's correct. I'd actually argue. I'd actually argue that on an airplane is when I'm the most locked into any movie because, as you know, I'm a phone guy. If I'm watching a movie at home. I might be a little distracted. Right, plane, but, I'm but in. right, but I it distracts you. Attention. But it distracts you from the flight, and so immediately it gets you know two uh-huh. extra stars just because it's taking you away from the tedium of the flight. And you need it to be good, right? Like you need something to occupy your Correct. mind. So you're going into so any you kind of lean towards it being yeah. good because you want to be able to to enjoy the flight. I, I'll tell you, uh, mm-hmm. for me, the commercial I'm still thinking about on Tuesday was M and M's with Maya Rudolph, it was the single worst commercial that I think I've... The, the way that they built it up and then unleashed that turd on America during the Super Bowl, it, it was one of... I, I could not believe that that's what they came up with. Mayan Yaz. Yeah, terrible. The whole commercial was terrible. The Mayan Yaz is a dumb idea. The commercial was a dumb idea. It was just brutal. 